What's up, Dissel fam, and welcome to Did Someone Say Soccer? By now, you know how it goes, so everybody, pump up that chest and say it with me. Put your sweatbands on, lace up them boots, and let's get after it. What's going on, Dissels? My name is Jordan, and you know what? This week, past week, weekend, however you want to look at it, there was just so much going on. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go ahead and get straight to it. Who was your guys' jabroni of the week? I'm going to pass it to my man, Pablo. Pablo, who was jabroni of the week for you? Raheem Sterling. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I put that plus 900 on him to make an assist and score. And what's he do? He makes that assist, gets a wide open goal. All he has to do is just tap it in with his dick, and he just skies it over the bar. Are you kidding me? That is my jabroni of the week. My son is pissed off at you. He could have had two months of daycare paid for. <laughs> Sterling just not tap tapping it in. And I got my boy. I got my boy La Flama Blanca. Blake, what's going on, man? Who was your jabroni of the week? All right, can I pick like a whole team, Absolutely. a whole city, a whole region? <laughs> it's got to be Barcelona. I mean, what a disgraceful game. I mean, they scored, you know, the, they got a gob gift for that own goal to give them a chance back in the game, and then just nothing. No heart, no fight. Horrendous. Barcelona, whole team, whole city, whole country, all of Spain. Jabroni of the week. <laughs> Ouch, calling out the entire country. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say my jabroni of the week is actually uh, the entire hater nation of people who clown on MLS players. So, as you guys saw, we had some star players from the MLS make big moments in games. Tyler Adams and Alfonso Davies. They stepped up at the big stage and they're continuing their success. So, everyone who says that the MLS is just a bunch of hogwash, there's the door. Get to step in. Don't let it slap you on the ass on the way out. Now, Blake, you had said, I'm calling the entire country of Spain jabronis. So, with that being said... How do we fix Barcelona? What would be your first step? You're the president of Barcelona. You're looking at yourself in the mirror. You just got done shaving. You kicked your side beef out of the way. What's going through your head? How do you fix it? Uh, can, can I fire myself <laughs> and let somebody else run the team? I mean, I, I think clearly, you know, they're going to change managers. Um, even that, that game. When I saw the lineup and they were only playing, you know, Griezmann was on the bench and they were playing, you know, five central midfielders. That's not Barcelona. It's not what they do. It's not how they play. They attack. And he missed it from the get-go. They played it like they missed it from the get-go. So you got to change coaches. And then, you know, I think I saw something. Their average age of a starter for that game was 30 years old. I mean, that's ancient. So they need to find young impact players um and then a coach that's going to play the the barcelona style all right pablo what about you man if you are if you're anybody important in barcelona right now what what are you doing how are you fixing barcelona fc how long do we have 
We have so, two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, the commentator said something that really struck to me after the game. They said that Barcelona is a club that should not ever have somebody that's over 31 years old. They should have somebody, they should have continuously young talent coming in at a rapid rate to be constantly good. But they got, they got happy with the players that they had because they were winning and they didn't want to rebuild or reload. So I think if, if, I'm, if I'm the president, they did the first thing that they needed to do, and that was today, and that was fire the coach. They fired the coach today. That's what I saw. And the next thing you do is you sell Messi. And you cash in while you can, because Messi probably has, what, two, three years left that are actually decent years that are good. And I, I call Man City, and I say, fair play doesn't matter anymore. You guys will just get a lawyer and get <laughs> off of whatever. So I'm going to offer you Messi and Suarez. So think about that. You have Messi, Aguero, Suarez in the attack. Aguero is already uh, married to Messi's sister, and Messi is his son's godfather. So you already have a connection there. And uh, Messi and Suarez are probably are already butt buddies, so Aguero will fit in there just right. So you ask for Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Sterling, and you ask for Pep Guardiola. You take them, you take, they're young, they're hungry, and it's time to rebuild uh, Barcelona. So you take Pep, he's already won, and he's already been a player at Barcelona. So then you start looking around, like, what else do we need to do? So you take Coutinho, Arsenal really want Coutinho. So you say, I'll offer you Coutinho for Lacazette and Guendouzi. So you get your central midfield and you take Lacazette. So now you have Raheem Sterling, Lacazette, and Griezmann on the sides. And you have Kevin De Bruyne in the middle with uh, Guendouzi as a defensive player. And you also have Dembele right there. Uh, and I, the last thing that you should do is go after Gareth Bale. He's he's already the villain at uh, um, Real Madrid. Why not just embrace it and come over to uh, uh, Barcelona and continue to have the uh, Real Madrid hate on him some more? Uh, their defense needs a lot of work. I'm not really a big defensive player. I don't really know who's really out there, so who they can rebuild. I said, maybe you can probably talk to, sit down and talk with, uh, was it Frankie Dijon? And be like, yo, man, you're probably not going to see much time in the, in the midfield. So why don't you uh, convert to a, a back and then go out there and look for uh, some solid uh, center backs because you're not going to be able to sell PK. you probably get uh, a Bud Light can and some uh, saltine crackers for him. But, I mean, I mean, 
<laughs> they could always uh, take your uh, your star defender and David Luiz, right? Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Daily Mail had just reported today that Messi already told upper management that he wants out. He's disgruntled. So is that a blessing in disguise for upper management? Does it kill morale? If you're a fan, is this the move you want to make? I mean, yeah, Nate, or Pablo, and all those uh, scenarios that you put there, that's great. You know, let's rebuild the team. Let's get everybody else a star player for, for Messi alone. Yeah, in theory, that makes sense. But I, it's Barcelona, man. Like, this is a legend. How many times have they just cut ties with a legend and then no backlash? Can you think of a legend they've ever cut ties with? I mean, you and Blake are obviously older than me. I've never seen it done. Is it that easy just to say, all right, Messi, thanks for your uh, tenure. There's the door. Get out. Yeah, well, when uh, Ronaldinho was there, he was he was arguably the best player in the world. And they saw Messi come up, and what did they do? And they said, "All right, get get out the door." Kicked his kicked his ass out. They they kicked out Ibrahimovic, Eto. I mean, all these star players. I mean, I don't. If there's already backlash with having the best player in the world on your roster, if they sell Messi, and there's one real club that can probably afford them in Man City and that's it. There's there's they're gonna they're gonna be riots in Barcelona if they have to sell Messi. I mean I, I don't see how they could get through that with the way they finished the year and then going into next season without him. I mean all those swap deals sound great, but those are really hard to pull off. And they've already come out and flat out said they don't have a ton of money. They're gonna have to sell I think I saw on on Twitter or something yesterday, there's only five players on their entire roster who they're not listening to offers for. I mean, that's, you know, that's only, you know, what, 10% of your, you know, 10, 15% of your team at that point, you know, your top 30 players, the other 25 can go. So I don't know. I think they've got a long way back and I think you're going to see some changes in upper management um, sooner rather than later. I don't know if you guys were aware of this or saw it, but uh, club legend Zavi was offered the head coaching job, and he said, no, I don't want to be the head coach there. I'd rather work in, uh, in the office so I can fix all this corruption and bullshit that's going on. And then they came out with another article saying that Zavi has retracted that statement saying, I don't want to deal with anything in Barcelona. I'd rather coach a club like uh, Manchester City, Arsenal, Chelsea, or even a Man United. What do you guys feel about that? I just don't think he wants to ruin his Barcelona legacy. If he doesn't think they have the team to win, does he want to go back and finish second, third, and lose in you know, the quarters of the Champions League? I, I think he sees it as the roster is not that great today. There's obviously some issues between you know the president and then what um, Eric Abadal's the the sporting director. It sounds like he may be on his way out. So I think he's he's more or less saying. I don't want to be there right now. I'd rather maybe be down there down the road after some things get fixed. What do you think, Pablo? So, so you're, you're Pep Guardiola. You continuously lose in the Champions League with Man City. Uh, you have oil money, so there's no excuse. I mean, when when does Man City say enough is enough? Or when do you as a coach say enough is enough and then and you see this opportunity at Barcelona. You've had success there, and you know that they're going to back you 100%. Why not go back and 
rebuild and become the legend, the, the best coach ever to coach Barcelona. I mean, Jordan, we were we were uh, texting during the Barcelona game and we were saying, look how frustrated um, Kevin De Bruyne is out there. I mean, he, he's almost a liability out there how frustrated he was during the game. And when is it time for him to move on also? I mean, if you have a big club like uh, Barcelona, you're young, you're talented, they should be going all in after you. Uh, it's funny that you say that why wouldn't Pep go back to Barcelona to become the legend that he is? Well, let's just kind of look throughout history. How many times have you seen a club legend coach leave, go somewhere else with success, and then either A, come back, uh, example, Mourinho, come back to a club that he had success and just kind of dissipate and the fans want you gone. I mean, you don't see coaches really going back to their club and having success. Wenger's not going back to Arsenal. And um, that one dude that coached uh, United, he was kind of good, you know, Fergalicious. He, uh, he doesn't go back to United to say, let me go ahead and fix what's going on, win the trophies again. It's just something that I don't think a lot of these coaches want to do. They made their mark. It's time to move on. Don't look back. Well, when when Mourinho went to uh, back to Chelsea, those were hardly any of his guys. It was all built for attacking. And what does Mourinho do best? He he defends. And those guys were there was hardly any like solid defenders. You had John Terry, who was what already forty years old by then, and trying to shag everyone's a wife. So this is I think this is. I think this this is a prime. Uh, I think this is a prime moment for Guardiola to go back to Barcelona so that he can uh, rebuild because they want to rebuild, and I think that they'll give him the money, or if they sell, he'll get the funds so he can buy whoever he wants. I saw that um, who is it? Pochettino is also going in for an interview. And I think that's going to be a huge mistake if uh, Barcelona do that because you need a winner. You need someone that's going to go in there and get trophies. And he's not a—he's not someone who's going to go in there and win trophies. You can look at Tottenham. He had the players at Tottenham and didn't win anything. Why would you want somebody like that coaching one of the best clubs in the world? I think they're going to struggle to recruit a manager just with – the mess that's going on there right now. And then, you know, if, if anybody believes that Messi really wants to leave, I, I sure as hell wouldn't take that job. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Uh, let me ask you guys this then. How much of it is the mess that's going on in Barcelona compared to the dominance that we're seeing with Bayern Munich? I mean, I, I think that got to be the, the clear favorites for Champions League at this point. Um, but, you know, they played really well, but Barcelona was almost spineless in that game. They didn't, they didn't really put in any fight. I mean, it, after they went down, you know, a couple of goals, they kind of stopped playing. So, great game by Bayern, but Barcelona didn't put up much of a fight to begin with. All right. So, Dissels, I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. What we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to take a quick break get a word from our sponsor, and when we come back, we got a special treat for all you MLS lovers out there. So stick around, and we'll be right back after this. 
All right, Dissels, welcome back. We have a special guest for you coming on with us all the way from LA Galaxy Nation herself. We're going to kick it over to Pablo so he can do this interview while me and La Flama Blanca Blake would just interject when we have something awesome to say. Pablo, take over. Hey, what up, girl? Uh, tell us who you are and what you love about the Galaxy. Uh, my name is Sandra. I'm from Southern California, repping LA Galaxy, diehard fan, ultimate. Ever since MLS was growing up, it was Chivas USA all the time. And I've been a Chivas, USA, a Chivas fan, but then once Galaxy came into the mix, it was a different atmosphere and it was just a different vibe. I remember going to the games with my family members and it was just like, I need to do this forever, forever. And the atmosphere was, every game was amazing. I, Enjoyed it, love it. Every single game is like going to it for the first time ever. <laughs> nice, nice. So, who's your all-time favorite Galaxy player? Man, to me, there's a lot, but by far, David Beckham. When he came in, it was just like, oh, I love the guy. He's God to me. He's like my ultimate idol. I idolize him. I play soccer, so it's just like I want to be like Beckham. I want to bend it like Beckham and being able to see him in person. It was like the greatest accomplishment for me. So I to say it was David Beckham for sure. What, what, what was it about Beckham? Was it the, the tattoos, the, the haircut, <laughs> I mean, his style? I mean, just like the perk. I mean, any girl could say, oh, my God. Just, I saw him topless, I could say, without a shirt because he would always throw his shirt. I could always remember that from the games. And I remember I would want to run down. But it wasn't even that. It was just his techniques. He brought the team's vibe. It was just amazing. So to me, it was like, the way he plays and just being able to say from PSG to see him here, I was like, oh, my God, amazing. Uh, it's funny that you uh, you say that you got to see him topless. I remember uh, when <laughs> Nate and Blake would uh, be sitting in front of me in my parents' car sharing each other's phones. There would be a bunch of topless David Beckham pictures on there, too. So <laughs> I totally relate what I, you're saying, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure every person who saw him like would say, uh, without a shirt, he looked amazing. <laughs> yeah, we had to have something for our spank bank. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, who had, in your opinion, who's had the biggest uh, impact of LA Galaxy? Would it be like Donovan, Beckham, Ibra, etc.? Uh, to me, it would be Donovan. Donovan was a very key player. We won a lot of championships with him, and it was sad seeing him depart. Like I wanted him to keep going. I would have wished he never would, you know, leave us, but. It was, I think he, he kept the team very tight-knit. I could say we had a lot of great accomplishments, a lot of games won, and a lot of amazing games that we won because of him. He was a great captain overall. So to me, Donovan is a key player, and we want, I want to see the player like him come to the mix. Girl, what happened in the MLS back tournament? You guys I want to cry. fell apart. <laughs> I want to cry every time, like... I swear I didn't want to be an LA Galaxy fan for that momentarily session of that month. It was just so sad. Like, it's just, it was sad just because we were already coming in. Like, I think every team came in with the mentality, you know, we're going through this pandemic. But overall, it was just like, it was hard. We were, we lost a lot of key players. We weren't even that tight fit when we were coming into the season. So I knew it wasn't going to go well. And knowing when Jonah wasn't even going to go, I was just like, man, what do we even have out there? So it was horrible. It was sad. Every game I saw, the defense was lagging. We were not we were not finishing any play. No, nothing was going on. That's what was sad. 
Did you uh, did you get to watch any of the other games in the MLS's back tournament? Uh, I was able to watch a handful. Obviously, LAFC's games I saw because you always like to see the rival when you're going to see them. But I got to see Atlanta a little bit play, but it wasn't really all, all over the games. Okay. Just mainly my team kind of keep up on mine. What did you kind of think of the whole like format of the tournament, and would you like to see it continue going forward? No, I wouldn't. I didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> I did not like it whatsoever. I mean, as a fan, to me, it was just like, it was too quick. It's hard to determine. I mean, some players weren't even training. We weren't even training together as a team as a whole before even going out there. But it was just, I think it's too quick, too fast, not enough time. I'd rather just have, I don't know, scrimmages until then. But I don't like it. I'm not excited for these quick little tournaments. I wanted to go back to normal, sadly, soon. So when Chicharito missed his PK, oh. what, what were you thinking? I was hoping you were going to bring that up. I swear. I was like, <laughs> I'm not even going to talk, talk about it myself because I don't even want to remember it. I was pissed off because, first of all, I knew Bobo wanted to kick it. That's what made me more irritated. I saw Bobo say, I want this. Like, I could see it in his face, and he already went up to it. And what you thought was, like, basically, I want my shine. I want a, my first goal with the team, you know. And it was just like, it goes to prove to you, like, dude, no, you need to earn your goal. Not, first of all, like, how can you miss a PK? And I was just like, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. And it hurts me to this day. I don't want to remember that because, man, after that, he stopped playing that game. I saw it. He was just like, I'm out of there. Like, I could tell. And Chichetti goes that way. So that's what irritates me about him. Like, when something doesn't come out his way, it's like he doesn't want to give it 100. So it's like, come on, dude. Like, but uh, I hated that. It ruined the whole tournament vibe, too. Big time. So so do you think that Chicharito was the right move after Ibrahimovic left? No. There was. There's by far more better players out there. I would have wished to see Honestly, what, Gonzalo Gallin, Ronaldo by chance. I mean, somebody. Ronaldo. Chicharito, yeah, come on, what do you mean? Ronaldo's decent, he's up there. He could come out here and okay. fire ball, I care. So, so Birlo just took over uh, uh, and uh, Iguain's probably up for sale. Do you yes. think that you guys should go all in on Iguain? Oh, yes, oh, yes. I think we should go all in and... Probably even get rid of Chicharito. We're gonna bring him type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he's key. I like him a lot. I really do. He's a really good. He's a really good player. So I I think that would be a great move. So I was excited when uh, uh, Guillermo Scaletto came back to the MLS to coach for you guys. I wish he would have coached the the Columbus Crew because he is my all time favorite Columbus Crew player. And. Uh, we got to see the 2008 title up close, and ever since then, I I've always loved uh, uh, Guillermo. So, him being the coach right now for the Galaxy, do you think that he's the man to continue to lead Galaxy right now? Um, honestly, I do think so. Like a lot of people are like, okay, is he in the hot seat? You know, we've been losing all these games. Nobody's winning. But we have to think about it and honestly, like, he came in with a shitty team when he was coming. So to me, it's like, it's hard to judge him because, yes, we had Ibra, but who did Ibra have aside from Ibra, you know? So it was kind of like, I can't judge Guillermo. I love him as a coach. So to me, I know he has the potential to do good. He just needs that mix of those players that are going to give him what he wants because he's a great coach. I love his techniques. I just, 
he's like he's from Boca, so it was like hell yeah, like I liked his technique. So to me, I don't think we should put him in a hot seat just yet, but it's gonna come around that to once we I think after this little mini tournament we have, he's might get into trouble if we don't see any wins. That's how I see it. But he does need to bring players to give him that support. And the players need to give him 100. Like, Jonah needs to get in there. Chicharito needs to stop with his little, oh, I'm hurt, I'm injured. Come on, get in there and play, dude. You haven't even been playing. So then if you guys do get rid of Skeleto, who would you want to see take over? Would you be open arms um, to see someone like Donovan come in and take over? You know what? I was kind of thinking of like a Robin King coming in and coaching. I know he's got entrance and he was a really good player. I'm like, to me, I saw him and I speak and... I don't know. I feel like him and Donovan probably doing a little mix, but somebody with that had that motivation is gonna bring up that end. But probably Donovan. But Robin King is a good key too, though. Would you be Would you okay. be excited if uh, if uh, Kobe Jones was like, you know what? I got this. I'll come. I'll start. <laughs> that would be dope because <laughs> I mean he's around there all the time. But I don't see him as a coach material. I don't know why. I just never saw him with that mentality of coaching. Probably because he's always been behind the scenes and just let me step back, you know, after he retired. But everybody else, I mean, I seen Robbie King when he's still coaching out there, his little kid. I was able to even meet him one time at a tournament with his son. So it was like, this guy's still involved in soccer. He still wants to be around. And he was in Southern California. So he's here for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so the past couple seasons, you've got to see El Trafico, right? Yes. So... What, what what was it like watching Ibra just dominate LAFC by himself? It was very amazing. I mean, the first game, man, I still remember it, and it's, like, awesome. So, to me, it was, like, it's sad to say it. Like, when a lot of people are like, well, that's all you guys had, you know, Ibra at that time. And now it's, like, ah, it's frustrating because these games, now where we're playing them, it's, like, gosh, they prove a point. But seeing Nibra live those games when we, they were winning us and we just flip it on them and it's, just like, in your face, it was amazing. But I want to get that back. Like, I think about people now and it's, like, rivalry. Like, I, everybody around me, it's, like, they know not to mess with me, not to talk to me during <laughs> those games. Everybody right away wants to start, like, betting me. Like, if they're, it's, like, the final, it's, like, I. But they know because I take it every game is serious, whether we're going to lose or not, whether it's, oh, it doesn't matter. But And I and I just know it like that. That's that library that I'm going to get rid of no more. So you said that you were Chivas USA before you became Galaxy, right? I heard you were Chivas USA. I wasn't a Chivas USA fan. No, but I oh, okay. know a lot of LAFC so, fans are Chivas USA fans. So yeah. I can say that's the 2.0, two, two Chivas 2.0 for sure right there. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just gonna get at. I was just gonna say, like, that's what I heard too. That majority they of the Chivas. Are. I mean, you could even see their fan, like their in their brigades. You see the old school Chivas USA fans right there. I'm like, you guys are not even ashamed. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so Chicharito versus Carlos Vela. So, who do you got? Of course, I'm gonna say Chicharito, but. Because the only thing I say is because I really believe Vela is a, like, a momentarily, like, he has that one shot, one during the games. Yes, he sometimes has multiple, but he's not the key player to me. I dislike Vela with a passion. I dislike him because he doesn't even feel soccer like we feel soccer. He does it for the money, and that irritates me because I'm like, bro, get out of here. Like, net that for somebody who's really going to 
play their heart and not just like, oh, I'm getting paid more over here. Let me go over here. But Bella is good. I'm not a, a Mexico fan, so I'm not a fan of like, oh, you know, because, oh, come on, Bella, you're, you're for our country. <laughs> like, man, dude, like, get out of here. Pass the ball to somebody. I want to see, like, Diego Rossi. Like, you know, they, he's a really good player. Not Bella. I, I'm still going to pick Picharito over Bella. Bella hater. Yes. Damn. <laughs> so, so have you seen have you seen the the six game schedule that the MLS has uh, um, given out to the Galaxy? What's your thoughts on that? Man, we have a lot of classicos coming up. Like we have a Tráfico, el Clásico with Townhurst, the Quakes. I mean, it's gonna be a pretty tough. I mean, we got Founders, but I'm feeling as long as we have. Jonathan Dos Santos back in, Chicharito back in, and everybody really playing solid, we could do something. I mean, I want to see at least a playoff, at least pass the first round. Come on. Like, I don't want to be first two games in and be like, you know what? I don't want anyone to pay attention to the bracket anymore. Like, I want to be like, oh, there you go. Okay, let's go to the next round. That's what I want. Even though I dislike this whole short-term little tournament, I want to see them go far. Man, I'm scared for you guys because you guys have – you have Sounders. Yes. You have uh, Earthquakes. Earthquakes, yeah. they're looking nice right now. You have uh, the, the Timbers. And then, and then you have LA, LAFC. As a Jesus home Christ. Home. You guys have to win at least four of those games. And yes, that's going to be tough. Just say that. <laughs> so. I mean, they did you a favor and they didn't put you against the crew, so kind of count that as a win. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> that is true. I mean. You guys are pretty solid out there. In my opinion, I agree with you uh, that Jonathan Dos Santos is the heart of your team, yes. and he needs to be out there. And I think that you guys would have probably had a better tournament and uh, the MLS back yes. um, if he was out there. And I, I think that Chichi, I think that Chicharito would have uh, probably stayed longer and not pushed out and left if uh, Jonathan Dos Santos was there. Exactly, exactly. That's how I see it. I feel like immediately once he missed that PK, it was like, eh, Jonathan is a really good player, and he, we need him back. I want him back. He needs to get out there. All right, Sandra. Thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate it. Appreciate oh, yeah. it. Thanks for Invite me next time so we can talk about the cruise. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> you got anything you want to plug before you sound off? Oh, no, that's it. I appreciate the time, guys. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. What an episode this has been so far, Dissels. So we're going to go ahead and hit you with our final thoughts. I'm going to lead the way. You know what they say, if you want to be the best, lead by example. So listen up. We had mentioned about Pep Guardiola going back to Barcelona to coach. No, 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 no. Stop that right now. So I got a better idea for you guys. Pep, you've already won Champions League with Barcelona. You've already been getting spanked with Manchester City. Let's, let's just leave that all behind. Come on over to the United States. Bring that sexy sweater and come on coach one of these uh, new expansion teams. Don't go to Austin FC, but you can go anywhere else. Um, I think it would be great for you. Let's just go ahead. Let's get a top-notch coach. If we're paying 40-year-olds 40, 40 $10, $15 million to come play, let's pay one of these uh, proven coaches to coach one of these teams to uh, hopefully one day a CONCACAF Champions League victory. It's basically the same thing, Pep. Come on. Bring it on over. And also, what in the hell is St. Louis doing? Why do you have so many damn letters in your team name? You are the STL... 
CSC. That doesn't even flow off the tongue. Get it right. Come on, Don Garber. Get your shit together. Pablo, or La Flama Blanca. I don't know. I get in a pickle sometimes because I get so frustrated with what the MLS does. Blake, hit me with your final thought. All right, stop with Pep to the MLS. I thought you were going to say the U.S. men's national team, which I was all for. And then you fit to the MLS. He, he probably barely knows what the MLS is and can name about three and a half players. Um, all right, final thoughts. Um, I thought the production so far by CBS has been really, really good. Um, I like the announcing teams. Um, I think the in-studio stuff before and after the game has been strong. Here's the only caveat is I've had to watch half the games in Spanish, and I don't know any Spanish because they're all on all access. So luckily somebody texted me their password yesterday, so I'm going to use that from time to time. But I had to watch Manchester United today in Spanish. I have no no idea what the hell they were talking about the whole game. So CBS, put the games on CBS Sports Network. They were showing some sort of random-ass racing today from Germany instead of the Manchester United game. I don't get it. Put them on TV so I can watch them, or somebody teach me Spanish. <laughs> what about you, Pablo? All right. I want to say big thank you to Sandra for coming in, uh, talking with us about the Galaxy and El Trafico. Hopefully you get to see the Chicha Dios and JDS connection that most Galaxy fans are longing for. So, hey, yo, Barcelona, hablame. D Triple S will make you guys a powerhouse once again. So give us a call. You know what's up. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Soccer Did. Hit that bell so you get notifications when the when we post. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast or whatever um, platform that you are listening on. Uh, let's get ten listeners this episode. Uh, <laughs> Big goals this on uh, DSSS podcast here, guys. So, so Tuesday morning we're gonna have Pablo's easy money, or should I say Pablo's hard money? <laughs> so, all right. So on uh, Thursday morning we're also gonna have another episode covering the LAFC side of El Trafico. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell your buddies. Just don't tell Derek's girlfriend. Yo, man, we got to find out who's telling her.